we will discuss why the disparities exist, some basic financial terms, and instruments to build net worth to hopefully close the gap. Thanks for joining the CC America podcast, where we are getting mentally fit through testimonies of faith, inspiration, and transformation. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to another live taping of the CC America podcast. My name is Tamaria Jordan, and I am excited today to introduce to you Mr. Keith Kelly. He is a retired financial analyst and certified public accountant, and he shares on this episode his perspective on why Black net worth is significantly less than white net worth. Some estimates reflect that average Black net worth is about $35,000, while white net worth is approximately $150,000. As part of that exploration, he discusses why the disparity exists, some basic financial terms, and instruments to build net worth to close the gap. Uncle Keith, as he is so affectionately known to me, has helped me save personally to purchase my first home at age 25. So this information, I know you will find valuable and insightful. And I don't say this just because he's my uncle. I say this because he has helped me and many others throughout the years. Now, please take note, as a disclaimer, this presentation is informational in nature only and is not meant to provide financial advice. So I'd like to welcome Mr. Keith Kelly to the CC America podcast. Good afternoon, Tamaria. Thank you for inviting me. And hopefully the information that I share uh, would be beneficial uh, to some of your listeners. As she stated in the introduction, we will discuss why the disparities exist, some basic financial terms, and instruments to build net worth to hopefully close the gap. Some of the disparities exist as a result of wage disparities in employment, higher interest rates on auto mortgage and education loans, higher insurance rates for auto, home, and health insurance, home value appreciation, and wealth transference. Many of those disparities are systemic and uncontrollable. However, some can be mitigated by maintaining better credit scores, basic or better physical and mental health, and better maintenance of our appreciable assets, such as our homes. Relative to wealth transference, we need to implement wills, powers of attorneys, trust, et cetera, to ensure the wealth moves from one generation to the next. Some of the basic financial terms are things such as cash flow, which equals the amount of income minus the monthly expenses, an asset, which is something that you own, such as cash, automobile, real property, personal property, life insurance, retirement accounts. Liabilities is something that you owe generally governed by a contract, such as a mortgage or auto loan. Liquidity, liquidity is the speed at which an asset can be disposed of. Uh, some examples of liquid assets include cash, investment accounts, life insurance, cash of end values, and net worth. Net worth equals assets minus liabilities. As stated earlier, Black net worth is significantly less than white net worth, and that disparity impacts our political power, our health, our communities, and our education. There are several ways to build net worth. You can build net worth using investment techniques, 
obviously, uh, purchasing homes, taking care of your, your, your physical and mental self, as well as transference of the existing wealth that you accumulate. Some of those wealth building techniques include utilizing cash to cover your everyday expenses. That reduces the risk of increased credit card or payday lender debt. You should have an emergency cash fund, which is a separate fund to cover you in case of a job loss or prolonged illness. You should consider taxable investment accounts. If you home if you own a home, uh, you should uh, be worried, be leery of utilizing the equity that you've developed in that home. If you have to use it, it should be only in an emergency situation. You should utilize retirement accounts. Take advantage of employer matches and contribute pre-tax dollars, which allows you to bring home higher pay and also consider increasing contributions annually as you receive raises or bonuses. If you had if you have kids, uh, you should consider 529 or other pre-tax or tax-free college savings plans. Uh, some of those plans as a, re a result of the recent a tax law change, some of those funds can actually be used uh, to pay for pre-secondary education. But you should certainly consider those, and the earlier you make those investments for your young child, uh, the more significant the growth, uh, and obviously the more manageable the educational cost will be. You should make sure that you have sufficient insurance coverages. Uh, you know, ask yourself the question, do you have adequate auto limits Replacement cost if you own a home, do you have adequate health coverage? Um, do you have a general liability insurance policy for coverages over, over and above liabilities uh, covered by auto and homeowner policies? And what I mean by that, if you have a $300,000 liability limit on your auto insurance and you unfortunately were in an accident and were sued uh, individually, for a million dollars, then you would have to pay the $700,000 $700, difference. So a general liability uh, insurance policy may cover you in that instance. Um, so you can mitigate that by increasing the limits on your auto insurance over and above what your state may require. Uh, however, if you do own a home, I would suggest that you also purchase an umbrella or general liability policy. So you want to have sufficient insurance uh, coverage. You want to maintain good physical and mental health as that reduces medical cost. You want to do some estate planning, you know, write a will, have someone uh, complete a power of attorney if necessary, and have discussions with your heirs about what to do, uh, you know, in that untimely circumstance. You know, if there are more than one heir, should the property be sold uh, and the proceeds uh, split, uh, making this decision early could help mitigate the loss of the property due to unpaid taxes or other circumstances. You want to avoid reverse mortgages unless you fully understand the ramifications of the contract. You want to limit your automobile debt. What I mean by that, uh, everybody obviously needs a car for transportation, but that doesn't mean that you need the $100,000 car. So you want to limit your automobile debt. You want to limit your mortgage or your rental expenses to a reasonable amount of income, generally 30%. That will allow you to then save 
and some of the other more liquid wealth building options. You want to control your educational debt. I understand that uh, education is very important to us and it has benefited us. Uh, but with the cost of college, I think it's very prudent today to explore whether or not engaging in higher educational debt would reap you the rewards uh, that you think. So I think there should be a careful analysis done there. You want to limit your home equity loans. Again, only in emergencies uh, would I recommend you taking out a home equity loan, certainly not to purchase an automobile or anything in that nature, specifically now that the tax law uh, has basically uh, rendered that deduction useless in most cases. You want to limit early withdrawals from retirement accounts. This obviously avoids uh, taxes and penalties. You want to take the required minimum distributions from your retirement accounts when you're required at age 72. That, too, also avoids penalties. You want to avoid scams. And when possible, you want to do projects yourself. I've found that doing projects myself have saved a lot of money. And some of those projects, or may not what we consider projects, something as simple as, as, as ironing my own shirts on a Sunday for the work week and making my own lunch for the work week could save you, you know, $50, $60, $70 a week, uh, which at the end of the year could add up to uh, quite a significant amount of money. So do it yourself is another uh, important tool uh, that I would suggest you use as far as building uh, wealth in America. Now, some of the common investment options uh, that you would probably use, obviously you have cash, uh, and then you have cash equivalents, and those are such things as CDs, money markets. Uh, obviously, uh, the interest rates are at near record lows, so the return on money market or CDs at this point are not significant, but still, uh, any savings is better than no savings, and any interest is better than no interest. So if cash and cash equivalents are what you prefer, then I suggest you buy yourself CD and money market accounts to take advantage of at least the return on those. There are stocks, there are bonds, there's real estate. All of those things are appreciable assets and in some cases uh, can be, uh, well, we'll say appreciable assets or can be uh, depre depreciable assets in some in some cases, particularly real estate. Uh, but for the most part, depending upon the location of the property, how well the maintain uh, the property is being maintained, uh, and things of that nature, that 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 property will appreciate. Uh, relative to stocks and bonds, again, you're dependent upon market swings. Um, but typically, over time, uh, stocks again will appreciate, but there are risks uh, associated with any investment. So. Uh, while over time they appreciate, there are, are cases where stocks companies become bankrupt uh, and you can lose that investment. So that's why it's encouraged not to particularly uh, buy one single stock uh, with all of your funds, but to diversify that portfolio using uh, a mutual fund or index fund or something of that nature. Typically index funds, uh, because they're cheaper than mutual funds. And most of the brokerage companies now allow the purchasing of fractional shares, uh, which is basically, for instance, if we uh, say the Standard & Poor's 500 uh, index, a share of that is $300, they will allow you to invest $100 uh, towards that one share. 
if you do make stock investments, I suggest that you make sure that the capital gains and dividends are reinvested. This is a compounding effect that you want to have over a period of time. And then obviously bonds and debt instruments, uh, typically from your uh, state, federal government, local, state, and federal government, they pay a set amount of interest. Uh, the principal is guaranteed, uh, but the interest is, is, is a set amount based on uh, the interest rates uh, set by the federal government. Those are some of the, the investment tools, uh, and others include annuities, um, and an annuity is a contract between an insurance company and yourself that basically agrees to pay you a certain amount of money at a certain period of time. Uh, in essence, it is very similar to a pension. If you work on a job, state or federal government, you may have what they have what they called a defined benefits plan, uh, which is a pension. And, and what that pension does is every month it guarantees you a certain amount of money. Well, well, an annuity does basically the same thing. However, you would have to purchase that annuity. If that is something that you're considering, I suggest that you read the language very carefully. Uh, as surrender fees and things of that nature can be pretty expensive. But other than that, they can be a good tool uh, to utilize to build wealth, uh, particularly for retirement. You should also re uh, read the language very well to ensure that you understand how any residual funds in an annuity uh, would be transferred uh, to your heirs. Uh, basically, we've covered those disparities. We've covered some basic financial terms, and we've covered um, some investment tools. I understand it was quite a bit in a short period of time, but I think if you listen closely, uh, that you will find that a lot of these things are currently at your fingertips. If you're working, there are opportunities to participate in 401ks. If you do not have a uh, defined benefits plan or a defined contribution plan, you can participate in your 401k. If you're doing that again, take advantage of the company match. Make sure that you're pulling in uh, enough to take full advantage of what they're willing to match you. And again, you know, make sure that you uh, Increase those contributions annually if possible when you get a raise or if you get a bonus. So in closing, uh, you know, I like to say that it is vitally important that we, particularly as African Americans, start to build our net worth in this country because building net worth is going to allow us to be able to have more economic and political power to get some of the policies that we've been fighting for, particularly uh, in 2020, uh, relative to racial uh, injustice reform and uh, health reform as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic. Thank you, and I appreciate you listening. Thank you so much for sharing. This was really helpful. And I am just grateful that you took time out of your schedule to join us today and share what you've learned over the years with all of us and also what we can do individually to help close that gap. So before we wrap up today's show, do you have a personal affirmation or mantra that you'd like to share with our listeners? The only thing I would say is that uh, no amount of savings is too small and it is never too late to start saving.
I love it. Well, thanks so much again for joining us. I am really grateful for you. And to you and all of our listeners, be blessed. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the CC America podcast. Please be sure to subscribe at www.ccamericapodcast.com so you never miss an update. You can also follow us on all of our social media platforms at CC America LLC. And please be sure to screenshot and share that you are listening to this show with anyone that you think could be blessed by the stories of faith, inspiration, and transformation.